No, they can't hear uh, us. They can hear me through my live, hopefully. hopefully. No, I mean, like, can they hear me and uh, Sammy? No, they can't hear you. They can only hear me. Yeah. But yeah. if you, it's okay. But when, I... you, but when you join the live. No, I'm, I'm going to. I'm about to. Yeah. yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm recording, sure. so don't worry about that. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. We'll be. Yeah, exactly. I mean, only two of us, two of us can go live. Yeah. It's fine. Two is better than zero. Exactly. Um, all right, cool. So I sent a link in the chat. Uh, do you guys want to do a randomized order or do you guys want to select which spot? Um, I mean, since we did, what did we do last time? It's two, six, and 11? Yeah. Let, let's randomize it. And if we don't like it, we'll change it if we can. All right. Uh, I, don't, I don't think we can. Ra- Actually, that was a stupid idea. I don't Are think we, we can. Are we doing this? <laughs> we can't randomize it. Okay. Okay. I'm trying to think of how we can randomize it. We can't. We don't need to. Let's just choose. All right, I'm on the live. This is my PlayStation headset. What's up, guys? What up? But you're not going to be looking at me. We're going to be looking at this. All right, so I started started at the back at the last time, so I'll start at the front. I'll take, like, the three spot. Okay, take the three spot. Joey, uh, was I at the Uh, turn last time, or were you at the turn last time? You were... You were at, like, eight or nine, and I was behind you. I was, like, 11, 12. Okay, can I go, like... Four, yeah, do it. A four spot. Let's let's do that. Let's do that. Should you, I maybe three? Gonna snipe me? Gonna snipe me? I, I, I'm gonna try to snipe you. Let, let, let's do that. That'll be a little fun. So you do three. I, I go four. Should I do five? Four. Oh, go five. Go five. Go five let's, do right. let's do three, four, and five. All right. So I'm gonna try so, to angle this. We'll do fantasy. Yeah. So we'll do draft room pot at three, upper hand at four, and fantasy football analyst at five. Did you send that by the way? That link? Yep, it's in the chat. CPU oh. auto pick, by the way, sixty seconds per pick. All Lighting. players, snake. So who who's gonna be uh, sharing their their screen? Should I do it? Oh oh, duh. Let me. Let me go ahead. Or are you gonna do it? Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. Okay, great. Guys, let me know if you can see on the live stream. I'm trying to hook you guys up with the actual draft. Can you see my screen? Hey, 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 Joey, is there any way you can make that sideways? Like, again? Or no? Like this? Yep, like that, yep. Is that better? I mean, it's right side up now. If you put it to the side, maybe you can see more, but not really. It's still a square either way. You know what I mean? Hmm. I mean, if you look at your phone, you can see me. No, and you I can see the, yeah. yeah. Can you guys see my screen? We're good? Uh, I, I see your screen. Yeah. Yep, it. I see your screen. All right, cool. Uh, all right. All right, cool. All right, let me, let so, me claim the four spot. All right, I got the four spot. PPR 12, so this 60 is a, seconds. Yes, PPR 12 team, 60 seconds each. Uh, CPU we're playing with CPU auto pick because we can wrap this thing up. and Hopefully we, we got have to here on time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We don't have to worry about being here until, until midnight. Save. All right, that's the draft order. Three, four, five. We're good with that? Three, four, five. Let's do it. Okay, All right. So I'm trying to perfect this fucking... Do you see me fucking around with this thing? I, oh. I see you, but I think we're good, man. I think that's perfect. You think that's good? Yeah, because you can see each of our teams, and then you can see the top players available. All right. All right, so we're recording right now, so um, I guess I'll drive. Go for it. 
What's up, guys? We're back here doing another mock draft. We've got Faraz from Upper Hand Fantasy and Joe from Fantasy Analyst. What's up, guys? Yeah. How are you guys loving? You doing good, man. No, wait, do you hear me better through the microphone? Yeah, okay. Like, okay, audio test. Ready? Uh, uh, do you get louder? No, nah, that's good. That's good. Okay. There's just like a little <laughs> buzz coming from your mic, but... Oh, yeah, I have the air conditioner on. Ah. Uh, yeah, I made that mistake. That, the other that, day on the that would do it. <laughs> That'll do it. That'll be the source. That would definitely do it. All right. So, uh, for everybody on Instagram, sorry, I've been totally kind of like not acknowledging you guys, but uh, we're doing, as you guys can see, live mock draft. We are not including anybody, any of you guys this time, uh, just because we can make it go along quicker and you guys can hear our reasonings and stuff like that. So. Cool. All right. Find something new. Yeah. So I've got the three spot. Uh, Faraz, you've got the four, and Joey, you've got the five. So yep. it's going to be a bunch of sniping going on this this mock draft. That's pretty much why we're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much why we're doing three, four, and five. Just to make I mean, by do the you way, guys want to add a few people in here, or do you want to just keep no, no, no. it? Let's just no? keep it like this. So Let's do I, it. I, I just, I just want to, I just want to recall. I mean, from last mock draft, it, it sounded like I, I drafted the best team according to both your followers. So, uh, let's see if you guys can, you know, draft a better team than me this time. Wow, that's that's hilarious. You know, you know what's interesting about followers? Um, you know, there's a lot of good teams that you can draft that look really good, like on paper, like it has like a nice yeah. shock value, uh-huh. right? Ooh. But then. When you really get into the into the season, there are different teams that kind of play better than you would think, right? Right. So that's right. kind of that's kind of what you want to go for. Right. Now, totally. Well, it sounds like you're just throwing <laughs> shots out there. I don't know. Trying to get you guys psyched for this. Trying to trying get you to. guys to take me down. <laughs> um, all, right. all right. So I'm gonna go ahead and start this up, and we're gonna get going on this. So we're gonna begin the draft right now. Okay. All right. Draft starting. Saquon first. Zeke. Wow. Zeke after this meeting with the commissioner. <laughs> yeah, this is autos. All but. right. So right now, it's for me. I mean, the choice is pretty obvious. Uh, it's either between CMC, Chris McCaffrey, or David Johnson. Um, I'm pretty high on David Johnson. I have him as my number two ranked running back, and I think it would be stupid not to take him. Um, but also Christian McCaffrey is probably the safest bet here. So I'm going to go with Christian McCaffrey just to play it safe. And uh, just okay. I'm just going to reiterate for you guys on Instagram, uh, since you can't really hear Tommy, I'm pretty sure. But uh, he's talking about how he's really high on David Johnson, was considering him or Christian McCaffrey, but he went Christian McCaffrey safer option. So Right, so Frozen. Saquon, Zeke. Yep, Saquon, Zeke, Christian McCaffrey. I'm on the clock now. Uh, I'm not considering Alvin Kamara at this spot here. I'm considering uh, Melvin Gordon and the two wide receivers, uh, Hopkins and, and Adams. Um, I'm, I'm definitely higher on David Johnson. He would be like my next favorite running back after Melvin. I think he has a higher upside than Melvin Gordon, but Melvin Gordon, I think, is safer. So that's, that's where I'm going to get my to get my workhorse back. Interesting. Cool. So, like, why would you why would you not want to go Alvin Kamara there really quick, Joey, before your pick? Mm-hmm. Well, why doesn't Joey make his pick first? Okay. Because he's, he, he, he has 50 seconds on the clock. I'm going to take longer true. than that. <laughs> well, I know it's going to come back around to me. Uh, I could go DeAndre Hopkins or... Devonta Adams, but where I am on the turn, I like going double wide receiver in the second and third rounds, especially when they're close to each other like that. So I think I'm going to go for a running back. So it's between David Johnson, Alvin Kamara. Um, I mean, even with Latavius Murray there, uh, Kamara's been a top three back the last two years. So 
I do like David Johnson a lot, especially in this offense, but I'm going to go out with Kamara here just because I feel nice. like he can be one of the better players. I like that. Yeah, I think he's one of the best players in the league. So we had three wide receivers come <laughs> off the board right after. We had DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones, Devontae Adams, and then David Johnson went. Um, so that's really interesting. I'm going to pause the draft here really quick because I want to hear Faraz's uh, reasoning. Oh, not wanting... just fucking it. oh, you can pause the draft. That's so yep. cool. So so first, why don't we go over what, who went? So you said DeAndre Hopkins, Julio, and then Devontae. Then Devontae Dave at Johnson the 1-8, and, and then Devontae Johnson. Uh, I'm sorry. David Johnson <laughs> at 1-9. Not Devontae right, so... Johnson, David Johnson. So I mean that like getting David J- Johnson after those three wide receivers is, is pretty is pretty good right at one nine, um, Le'Veon went next at one ten and it, that might be a little bit of a reach, uh, but yeah so so back to back to Alvin Kamara, so you know I think Sean Payton has has a system right and that system has Alvin Kamara's role in it. Alvin right. Kamara plays that role better than any other running back has ever played that role. Yeah, you know but. Uh, and he'll be efficient. I just don't want to chase efficiency. I, I I don't think he's going to get twenty plus touches, average twenty plus touches a game. So that's kind of the reason why I don't want to you know take him when I can get a guy like Melvin Gordon who I know will average more than twenty touches, twenty plus touches per game. I know he'll get all the goal line work. Um, and he you know the 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 Chargers passing game goes through the running backs a ton. Yeah. So yeah. that that's that's really that's really my um why I would take Melvin Gordon over Gallagher. So I would take David so, Johnson over him as well. Right. So basically you're saying volume is king when it comes to running back. So you're chasing that volume. Exactly. Are you at all concerned about Gordon's injuries the last couple of years? Not really. I mean, I, I don't think Gordon's injuries are injuries that you have to worry about as far as uh, long, long term, like as far as last year's injuries really affecting him coming into this year. Things he running backs can break down by the end of the year, and and I've learned that we shouldn't kind of guess which running backs are going to be the ones who aren't going to make it to the right. end of the year. Just like looking at James Conner this year and saying like, oh, he couldn't make it last year, shouldn't be a reason. Even though you might have other concerns, shouldn't be a reason to go into the next season saying like, oh, he couldn't make it all the way through one season. Right. So a similar thing with Melvin Gordon. Like I'm not concerned like, oh, like he'll get hurt weeks 13, 14, 15. Anybody you know, could get hurt. Anybody can get hurt when my Anybody. fantasy playoffs happen. Exactly. But you know what's interesting? I just realized for us that you have your own T-shirt. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> Upper hand fantasy. There you go. Right. I got to make one of those. I got to make a flag too. <laughs> you know, you know what's me. funny? Like I'm not even wearing this because I, uh, you know, I'm doing this podcast. Like I literally was just wearing this all day, like working <laughs> at home. <laughs> got to spread the brand. That's it for the brand. Yeah, man. even we just just me looking at the mirror. That's 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 all. That's all I need. There you go. <laughs> uh, cool. So we had uh, Love Bell go. That was a reach, and then we had Michael Thomas uh, going off as a fourth wide receiver off the board, and then Joe Mixon. Um, which is kind of interesting. You know, we can dive into that a little bit later, but Jonah Williams' injury is kind of interesting there, uh, where I do think that negatively affects him. Uh, but then we had OBJ taken at the turn, James Conner, Travis Kelsey going at the 2-3, Juju, Mike Evans, Damian Williams, and then Dalvin Cook. And now it is back to Joey. Joey, I'm resuming the draft. That's your go. All right. So um, I was talking before how I wanted to go double wide receiver here. Um, I think I'm going to stick to that plan Although I was really, I mean, I was really looking to see if I could get Mike Evans or Dalvin Cook, but uh, in reality, when I do a real draft, they're probably not going to be available at this spot. So, I mean, I could take a flyer on someone like, not a flyer, but I mean, I could take a chance with someone like Nick Chubb or Todd Gurley. Um, but I already have a 
Kamara. So I think what I'm gonna do, it's like I don't want to draft Antonio Brown, but as much as I don't like him, I know he is the best option right here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take Antonio Brown right here. I think that's yeah, a good I, pick. I, I, I do too. Like, and you you hit it right in the nail. Like you don't want to draft AB, but at the same time, it's like passing him up at this spot compared to the other guys that are there. Mm-hmm. Like. The amount of volume he's going to get is going to be insane for whoever you just got him, you know? Joey, Joey, do you have your phone volume up right now? I have it literally as low as possible. But I have it close to the microphone, probably why. That'll do it. Can you hear it now? Try talking real quick. I still hear it. Not anymore. It's better now. I kind of hear it, actually. But that's okay, because I have 24 seconds left to make this pick. (laughs) So so at running back, we got Todd Gurley, Nick Chubb. Leonard Fournette, Aaron Jones available at wide receiver. Uh, oh, I only have 12 seconds. Adam Thielen, Keenan Allen. Uh, I am going to go. Oh, shit. I'm trying to draft Todd Gurley here, but I can't. All right. There you go. Todd Gurley. <laughs> oh, Todd Gurley at the 2 9. Someone's Gurley, not afraid of that, uh, of that arthritis. All right. Uh, so, oh my God, Joey, what are you doing? He's <laughs> trying to adjust so you don't hear it. <laughs> All right, so running backs right now on the board, Nick Chubb, like you mentioned, Leonard Fournette, Aaron Jones, Devonta Freeman, Marlon Mack, and then wide receivers that I'd really consider would be Keenan Allen, T.Y. Hilton, Amari Cooper, not even Amari Cooper, A.J. Green's still there, Stephon Diggs. Um, So over here, I mean, I I got my workhorse running back, and I do like to go RB heavy, but I'm going to kind of switch it up. I'm going to go for a wide receiver at this range. Uh, someone who in PPR I think is a beast, and if I'm getting him at the back of the second, I mean, why not? Keenan Allen. He's oh, set to see a lot of volume, uh, especially with uh, Mike Williams out. Um, and then it went Amari Cooper, Leonard Fournette, Nick Chubb at the turn, and then Adam Thielen, and it's back to me now where you know this is the beginning of the third round, and there's still a bunch of stud running backs on the board. I have Aaron Jones slotted as the RB9, ahead of Marlon Mack, ahead of Devonta Freeman, ahead of Josh Jacobs. And I think right now it's a no-brainer. I'm going to take Aaron Jones. Okay. Okay. So after I took Todd Gurley at 2-9, then it was Keenan Allen, Amari Cooper, Leonard Fournette, Nick Chubb, Adam Thielen, Aaron Jones. Now it's up to me. At So I took two running backs already. I got Gordon and Todd Gurley. I have Devonta Freeman on the board, Marlon Mack, Josh Jacobs, Kerryon Johnson, Derrick Henry. Um, now I need an RB one. That's for sure. You know, I like, I'm sorry, a wide receiver one. Um, I could pick a third running back if I liked somebody a lot. Like if Fournette felt to me, I might have gone Fournette there. Uh, but going to go with my, go with, going to go with a wide receiver. So T Y Hilton, AJ Green, Stefan Diggs, Julian Edelman, Tyreek Hill, uh, on the board right now. Uh, and I'm easily, easily, especially if the reports are true that Tyreek Hill is only going to get four games. I'm going Tyreek Hill here. Whoa. Interesting. Interesting. Two risks in the first two rounds. Oh, yeah. Wow. I, I honestly think that Tyreek is the bigger risk than, than Todd Gurley is. I think Todd Gurley can, like I said, he can break down by the end of the year. Right. Um, I'm going to hopefully have whether, you know, he's he has a true handcuff, whether right. it's Daryl Henderson or not. I, I don't think he does have a true handcuff. But at the same time, I'll, I, I'll likely have some running back depth there. Likely pick up some guys off the waiver wire yep. if that were to happen. Um, I could recover for some, from something like that. Uh, but he'll have value right off the bat, assuming that he's in training camp, assuming he's healthy and all that. Sorry, Assuming, assuming yeah, go ahead. You have 17 seconds. <laughs> all right, so for these last 15 picks, I'm going to take 
pick T.Y. Hilton because he's the best wide receiver Hilton. available. That's, that's, that would have been my pick if I, if I wasn't trying to be crazy. And I knew that Tyreek Hill wouldn't be on the board on the way back. Right, right. He's, I mean, especially with the news now that came out. Um, I mean, I'm just, I'm just curious as to like, I'm going to pause it really quick. I'm, I want to kind of pick your brain here mm-hmm. uh, with Todd Gurley. Like, how confident are you that he's still going to get his 21 touches a game? 22 I'm not. Touches a game? I'm, I'm not. I'm not confident. Um, I'm not confident. That, so the question was that, how confident am I that Todd Gurley will get 22 touches a game? And I'm not confident. Uh, but. Uh, this is assuming that he starts training camp. He's playing in training camp. He's he's a full go, um, and he'll he's ready for week one. That's the assumption that I'm making. Nice. Um, and if that's not the case, with whatever news that comes out from now until my draft, or you know, there'll be other little little tidbits that come out of camp that I can kind of piece together and try to figure out what the situation is. But for now, it seems like Todd Gurley is still going to be the at least the one A in that backfield, and I think he could. If that's the case, like he's you know he's ready for week one and all that. I think he can get yeah. 17, 18 touches per game, um, and 17, 18 touches from Todd Gurley in that offense. The efficiency was there last year, even with the amount of touches, the ridiculous amount of touches that he had. Right. So even if you scale that back a little bit, him being my RB two going into the season, um, that's a monster I'm psyched, value. I'm psyched that I got Tyree Kill in the next right because if all this works out, it's a monster. It's a monster uh, lineup right there. So that, that's definitely not gonna like what I was going to like face you. I like, that. Yeah, that, I like that. Right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna let you really quickly to your to your uh, IG live describe what happened after you after uh, Joey picked uh, T Y Hilton. Oh. Sounds sounds good. Yeah, so so T Y Hilton went after Joey. I'm sorry, after me. <laughs> that that would have been the pick, man. Like that was the pick. Like that was the safe pick right there, right? Like if I I do need that wide receiver one, but that, that's a great pick right there at three five. Uh, Patrick Mahomes went right after T Y Hilton, uh, first quarterback off the board. A J Green. Went after that. Devontae Freeman, Marlon Mack, Josh Jacobs with the three running backs after that. Then two tight ends right at the turn at 311 and 312. Zach Ertz went, then George Kittle. Stefan Diggs, Julian Edelman went top of the fourth, uh, followed by Derrick Henry at 4-3. Robert Woods at 4-4. And then three running backs, Kerryon Johnson, Mark Ingram, David Montgomery at 4-5, 6, and 7. Analysts is on the board, and I know that I know that draft room you wanted to carry on. <laughs> so it's somehow faulty. <laughs> I know for a fact if I end up in like the first five picks, I'm not getting them just because of the right. way the draft plays out. So I've made my piece there. <laughs> All right. So I'm on the board and I was really buying into the idea of grabbing a running back right here. But all of the guys that could have potentially fallen to me, like David Montgomery, right before whoever that bot is, right before me, keeps sniping me. So, that's <laughs> but um, I, mean, I was really hoping to get someone like Montgomery, Montgomery there. Yeah, man. If David Montgomery fell to you right there as your RB two, I think that would have been really good in the fourth round. That, that would have been solid. stellar. But so right now, the running back room I'm looking at, I have Lindsey, Drake, Sony Michelle, Carson, White, Cohen. Uh, Coleman, and I mean, I, I feel like one of those guys can at least get back to me in the next turnaround. So I want to go for wide receiver with upside here. And really debating between Calvin Ridley and Brandon Cooks, but I only have four seconds. So I think I'm going to go Calvin Ridley solely because oh. I really want, like, I have two safe wide receivers. So for my wide receiver three, I want someone who, if Julio Jones gets hurt, he could be a top five guy. I mean, this is a guy, even with that stellar offense, can be a wide receiver two, borderline wide receiver one value at his best. So I just really wanted to go for value and upside here. Running back, I'm sure I can get another one. I'm fine going wide receiver heavy. Yeah, I, I like I like that I like that pick right there. I'm 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 really high on Calvin Ridley, and he could definitely return on that value if he if he takes a step forward. 
Um, so at running back, so I have Melvin Gordon, I have Todd Gurley, I have Tyreek. At running back, Philip Lindsay, Kenyon Drake, Sony Michelle, Chris Carson on the board. Not so interested in those guys. Uh, at wide receiver, Brandon Cooks, Kenny Galladay, Cooper Cup, Tal Lockett, Chris Godwin. Um, at this point, I, I, the, the guy I like most is Brandon Cooks. I think he's the safest player uh, on the board. <laughs> Damn it. All right. <laughs> no, wait, just All a right. question real quick. If Kellen really was available, would he have taken him over Cooks? No, I wouldn't have. No. Nah. I wouldn't I, have. I, I, I would Brandon rather Cooks, have though. Cooks. I'd rather have Woods over Ridley. Yep. I think those guys both finish higher than Ridley just because Ridley's a two and those guys are more like the one a one B in terms of right. wide receivers um, and cop coming off that ACL injury uh, so late in the season. So um, right now, I mean, I'm faced with kind of a conundrum too. Uh, wide receivers on the board. I don't really like at this range. Uh, you've got Cooper cup, Tyler Lockett, Kenny Galladay, Chris Godwin, even guys like Tyler uh, DJ Moore. <clears throat> but if you look at the running backs, I mean, there's a running back here that I really like at this range. It's going to be Kenyon Drake. Uh, you know, he finishes the RB14 last year, especially in PPR. I think he's going to be solid. So I'm going to take Kenyon Drake. Nice. So Kenyon Drake went right after me, followed by to, to draft room. Philip Lindsay, Andrew Luck, Cooper Cup, Sony Michelle announced back on draft room. So over here, uh, second wide receiver, it's honestly, I'm not going to take Kenny Galladay, low passing volume, Tyler Lockett, don't believe that efficiency repeats, even if he moves to the slot. I think there's other receivers there that warrant uh, attention. I think here, guys, I'm going to go with a guy that I, I, I have a lot of uh, no I guess, presumptions about, uh, DJ Moore. I knew wide receiver it. Too. Oh. That's I'm great, man. And, and, I'm, and I'm really happy that you chose DJ Moore. Why right there. <laughs> so you took Kenyon Drake and DJ Moore, two guys that I'm not high on as of right now. I think I love DJ Moore as a talent. I just think that I'm not sure, I'm not so sold on that value uh, coming into this season. Uh, Kenyon Drake, I, I love Kenyon Drake. I'm a big fan, but we're just not 100% on that role. But right. if he turns out to be the guy, like easy, easy fourth round pick right there. Yeah. Um, but I think right here, I'm going to pass on Galladay like you. I'm going to pass on Tyler Lockett just like you because of the low passing volume. And I know Galladay screams wide receiver one potential. Uh, but I'm still going to go. So right here, I'm either going to go Chris Godwin or Tyler Boyd. I think Tyler Boyd is a safer player. So I'm actually going to go him over Chris Godwin. I like it. Yeah, you could use some safety between Tyreek Hill and Todd Gurley. <laughs> so, I could, I could uh -huh. definitely do some safety here. <laughs> That's for sure. So, uh, and you know, if I wasn't playing safe, I probably would have went Chris Godwin just because of the upside. All right. So now I'm on the board, and I've got my three wide receivers. I'm not worried about getting wide receivers right now. And the choice is kind of obvious for me. I think uh, you guys can probably – well, Faraz can at least see it on my screen. But I'm going to take Kevin Coleman here. Nice. Um, I really like that pick. I I really like Tevin Comey, Coleman. Tevin Coleman. Coleman. Really happy he was able to fall to me at the five. But uh, yeah, I mean, huge upside is the starting running back in Shanahan's offense. That's like, that should be enough right there. But wow, three tight ends just getting sniped right in front of me. That's fine. Back to back to back. So I back paused the draft really quick. Um, mm -hmm. I want you guys to really, really quick cover uh, what happened between that Kenyon Drake pick and then what happened after that Tevin Coleman pick. Sure. So uh, after Drake, but like I said, when Lindsey, Andrew Luck, Cooper Cup, Sony Michelle, draft room went up, chose DJ Moore. Uh, I chose Tyler Boyd, and Joey fantasy analyst chose Joey the fantasy analyst. How should I? How should I even <laughs> just say, say that? Joe? Just say He's Joey. the fantasy analyst. There's no honor. The... Do you go by Joe or Joey? 
I've switched it up. I don't know. Oh, okay. he, he told never me, heard... he told me Joe, and then you started calling him Joey. So I was like, <laughs> really? I'm just gonna call him Joey. He told now. you Joe. Yeah. You know, okay, look, there's a point in your life you make your transition to another name. I started going <laughs> right, with Joe. Right. Joey <laughs> is a little bit like. I, fuck it. Um, I'm gonna call you Joseph. 15, 16. Uh, I'm gonna call you Joseph from now on, man. Joseph. Joseph's, Joseph's the way to go. <laughs> Settle in between. So Joseph, the fantasy analyst, chose Tevin Coleman <laughs> at 5'5". Five, five. Um, and, and it'll be great if you can explain that, like, you know, what you think his role is and all that. But after him, Chris Godwin, Kenny Galladay, Aaron Rodgers, Mike Williams, Tyler Lockett at 5'10". Oh, Chris for Pers- us, I think your your live stream is bugging a little bit. Oh, wait, no, you're back. Okay. Okay. Uh, a bunch of guys went. <laughs> then Chris Carson, oh, yeah. Tariq Cohen, 5'11", 5'12", James White at 6'1", uh, followed by Jarvis Landry, Baker Mayfield at 6'3", Sammy Watkins, O.J. Howard, Jared Cook, Evan Ingram. So the three tight ends uh, in that tier. Uh, Jared Cook, though, before Evan Ingram, that's a little yeah. bit of a surprise. Yeah, uh, that's what I was going to say. Mock, I think it was with you guys, or maybe it was by myself. I had a mock, I did a mock where I got Jared Cook in like the ninth round or something stupid like that. Wow. Um, which was amazing. So you can see what the range is going to be like with him. If someone's high on him, he could be taken early. Yep. But, but with Jared Cook, I think like he's shown us like year in year out that he's just inconsistent. He pops one of those weeks and then he he goes quiet for a couple weeks. So you don't really know when to start him. And I feel like you know he he's still going to be that way. Um, but let's pick it he's, back he's up. He's one of the Jared Cook is one of the most disappointing fantasy players ever. Like <laughs> he shows serious potential, right? One game you pick him up, you start him, nothing. Like. He's that kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, but maybe New Orleans will be more consistent. You know, who knows? But anyway, uh, fantasy analyst on the board at six. All right. So I'm looking at my options here, and I know my running backs, I feel pretty secure. I mean, Tevin Coleman and Alvin Kamara, injury-wise, I feel like are two very safe guys. So I'm not too worried about securing a solid third running back and there's not really any solid third running backs available so my option was going to be a tight end between ingram cook and howard but you know that's out the window (laughs) rip um not a huge fan of hunter henry at least as much as other people so i could either take a qb early or stack up another wide receiver um as crazy as it sounds i think i'm gonna snipe draft room pod oh you (laughs) did snipe me you, did you chose Dante me. Pettis at 6'8". Draft Room Pod really wanted him. But I'm glad you didn't snipe my guy, Robbie Anderson. Robbie. There See, you, you guys thought you were sniping me, but I'm actually going to pick a guy <laughs> who I've ranked above both of those guys. And that's going to be Christian Kirk. <laughs> Christian uh, so Dante Pettis went 6'8 to Joey Joseph. Joe, the fantasy football finalist. <laughs> Robbie Anderson went to me at 6'9". Christian Kirk went 6'10 to Draft Room Pod. So... Even though Joey went first, he each of us actually got our guy. <laughs> so here's my dilemma right now, right? Because you have Todd Gurley, and I kind of want to take Daryl Henderson just to, you know, obviously we're sniping each other now, so we're playing that game. I really do want to take Daryl Henderson here. Um, I do firmly believe he's a handcuff, but to me, he doesn't have season-long appeal, whereas someone like Rashad Penny... You know, in the seventh round right now, I'm getting a guy that could potentially see 200, 250 plus touches. Plus, if Carson goes down, I mean, jackpot. 100%. Uh, I think Rashad Penny is a great pick here. And I think I would have chose Rashad Penny personally over Daryl Henderson if he came to me. Uh, because I think, like you said, I can start him week one in PPR leagues and get value. Yep. Right off the bat. Um, 
So Daryl Henderson is a guy that I, I, I like as a talent. Um, but in the seventh round, I'm looking for guys that I could start right away. Maybe he could, you could start him right away if, if he's that efficient. Um, and I am considering here, but I, I considering him here. But I'm also looking at uh, at a guy like Lamar Miller, Latavius Murray. I'm looking at those guys as well. So let me look at what's going on at wide receiver: Allen Robinson, Will Fuller, Nikhil Harry, Stilling Shepard. Not oh. looking like anything I'm interested in right there. So out of all the running backs available. To me here, I, I think I am going to go Daryl Henderson just because I did get Gurley. And even though I might not feel that he Daryl Henderson's the like three-down handcuff for Gurley, I think that his value will, you know, has the potential to rise tremendously if Gurley were to miss time. Right. Okay, well, uh, Daryl Henderson was probably going to be the guy I was going to look at. But um, I do want to get a running back here before it's too, too late. And one guy, I am concerned about his injury. I'm talking about Miles Sanders. I am pretty concerned about his injury going into the offseason. But if he is there at the start of the season, even in a running back committee uh, behind that offensive line, if he gets that passing down role, I don't know. I feel like as my third running back as and also as a rookie, I mean, I, I do like Miles Sanders at this spot. I definitely could have gone with Lamar Miller also. And, and the CPU, him, but, and the CPU the C- knows that <laughs> the CPU right after you chose Miles Sanders is like, thank you, Lamar Miller. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. All right, so I'm gonna pause it here, um, so you guys explain what happened right after. Yeah, so after I picked Sanders, uh, Lamar Miller off the board, Matt Ryan, Latavius Murray, Eric Ebron, Larry Fitzgerald, Drew Brees before Carson Wentz and Russell Wilson. Wow. Uh, we got Allen Robinson, Kareem Hunt, Will Fuller, Russell Wilson, like I said before, Ronald Jones, Jordan Howard, Nikhil Harry, and now I'm back on the clock. Why are people still picking Ronald Jones in the seventh round, like eighth round? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> I'm not sure what's going on. Did they on there. not learn from last year? Like, what's going on? Ronald Jones being taken, yeah, in the eighth is just like, you're, you're basically just assuming that, you know, he has a legit shot at winning that job. And you're and assuming Peyton no, Barber no just went away. Yeah. Right, right. You can't assume that. I mean, there, yes, like if you want some running back depth and like a home run play, maybe. But the, the dude hasn't caught balls in college, um, you know, and coming into the league, he's had re- serious struggles in the passing game. Um, yeah. So unless he's unless he improved in that respect, Peyton Barber is a better is better, even though he's not great at it. He's better than than Ronald Jones at pass catching. He's better yeah. than Ronald Jones and probably behind between the tackles. So. Yep. You really have to see what Ronald Jones can bring to the table. Maybe a there, big play guy. There's a sleeper here, by the way, in Tampa Bay. I just kind of want to throw his name out there. His name is Bruce Anderson. And oh, Bruce yeah. Anderson could be a potential like monster sleeper just because he could play that Andre Ellington role that Bruce Arian loves to deploy, that scat back. And Bruce, Bruce Anderson has been known to do that pretty effectively. So that's a name I, to keep an eye out for. He could be their three down back. You know, maybe not an Specialist. every down back. Maybe not every down back, but he's a guy that can play all three downs and have these guys come in situationally. Yep. Um, but what what before you before you get analysts to go, I I, I was going <laughs> to ask him about uh, Tevin Coleman in the fifth round and 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 uh. what he what what he expects that role to be between Coleman, uh, you know, between him and all the other all the, all the other running backs in San Francisco. Yeah, so my big thing on Tevin Coleman, I mean, it's no secret that Shanahan's offenses have been fantastic for running backs. Now, 
Uh, in a matter of last year, it was definitely a ton of different committees. But, but I actually dug a little deep onto um, how the San Francisco running backs did if there was one guy starting, right? So if you take the best San Francisco running back game every single week, I think it was like average like 16 points a game. And then you take out that little spot with C.J. Beathard, where he, he was just kind of like two a weeks. shit show for like four or five weeks or however it was, two or three weeks. I don't even remember how much it was. You take that out, and it's over 18 points a game, which would have been a borderline top 10 running back. Now, we know there's going to be a committee. It's no secret. And I'm not saying Tevin Coleman will be a top 10 running back. But the starter in a San Francisco offense, with all the other running backs Coming off injury, I mean, Matt Breida played the whole season last year, like, in and out of games, after the season's end, he finally had to get all this shit cleaned up. Uh, who else they got? Come, Jared McKinnon coming off an ACL. Um, Raheem Mostert got hurt late in the season. I forget what his injury was. And he I really don't his, know. He broke his hand, I think. Yeah, he broke his hand. Yeah, do, do you not remember that play? I no, see. I remember he broke something. I just didn't know it what was it was. So, it was just it. so it was gross. gross. It was pretty gross. It was so gross. Yeah. It was like it was, Thursday night football or something. Yeah, it, yeah, so it was on Thursday. It was on Thursday. I remember that. But Coleman's been very productive in his years with Atlanta. He knows the system. He's going to be the starter. He's basically the only healthy running back going to the season. So um, I think there's a lot to like about Coleman. And even in a running back by committee, if it's crazy and they have three guys in there, he could still be somewhat successful, and I, I wouldn't count him out as a running back, too. And here's a, here's a little stat that you guys can throw out to your followers there on IG Live, where Tevin Coleman is finished as the RB19, 21, and then 21. Yeah, uh, so guys, so, if you didn't know, also, I just looked it up. Tevin Coleman Yeah, I love those like end-of-year stats. Like It's great, but... Even in those years, like when if you're starting Tevin Coleman, you were a little desperate. You know yeah. what I mean? And and he, he was it, definitely it, it, robust. Yeah, exactly. So like but the this end is of, also his first like, starting role, like oh, going no, into no, no. the season. I I actually agree with it, what most of what you said about him in San Francisco, but I'm just talking about the end of year stats. You know what I mean? Like the RB19, RB21. Yeah, he finished up as a as a RB2, like a mid level to low end RB2. Uh, but at the same time, like. There were week games where like he just wouldn't give you anything. Right. Week to week, do you feel confident starting him? And when he when he even when he was with uh, Shanahan, like you knew he offered you that upside, especially in the passing game. Like that first year with Shanahan, he was so efficient in the passing game. Yeah. Like he had like a ridiculous amount of yards per reception. It was crazy. Uh, and but that kind of shows you what he's capable of in this Shanahan offense. You know, here in San Francisco, yeah. uh, they have a great offensive line, and you know, if he is the one A, he deserves that. He deserves to be in the fifth round all day. Like, if you knew that Tevin Coleman was the one A, would you draft him the fourth? I probably yeah. as early as like the early fourth, I would definitely take mm-hmm. him there. Yeah, yeah, because you know that that one A is going to get you production in this offense, and we saw Coleman do it before, and he'll probably get more volume than he got when he was in in uh, in Atlanta. Yep. All right. All right. Joey's up. Now that I've had about five minutes to think about this pick, (laughs) (laughs) cheater, cheater. I'm going to go with Cam Newton. I mean, he's someone, if he's healthy, which I believe he is, and the shoulder should not be an issue, um, he could be, he's been historically a top five fantasy QB, and I think he can get back to that. He's got incredible value where he's going right now. So I do like taking Cam Newton here. I like it. 
So I don't know, Joe, if you can see, but like all of Instagram Live is just like, yo, we can't hear shit. Yeah, I I, I saw that a little bit. Um, they said audio needs tweaking. Do you want to hop off live and go back on live and see if it? Changes? Yeah, let's try it. Let's try right, it. I'm let's try it. it. Let's try it. All right, all right. We're we're gonna try to come back on. Let's see if that that helps. Whew. I I like this better because we could talk about our picks. Yep. Honestly, I don't know how I feel about my team. It's, you know <laughs> that Miles Sanders pick, I think, kind of screwed you in the in the middle. Where I don't know, I like Sanders. I, I mean, I, I'm just really injury, worried about his injury. That injury is the hamstring injury. Yeah. It's never good for a running back. Never good. Yeah. You should think of Lamar Miller there. Though. <laughs> I was thinking about it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah the comp- CPU was just like like the emoji made was just this one. It was just like. <laughs> It's like, um, okay, really? <laughs> All right, are we good? Are we good to go? Back on live? I th- yeah, I think we're good to go. Joe, are you good? Yeah, I just joined your live. I have to request. All right, for oh, us, yes. you're up. Let me let me just let me just accept Joey. Nope. Joey, did you already ex- try to do it? Yeah, I just sent it. All right, cool. All right, so uh, okay, so Joey took Cam Newton at eight eight. Oh wait, I don't think people can hear me while people are joining. So, what's up? You good? Yep. All right, cool. So Cam, so Cam Newton went to Joey at eight eight. I am on the board. Uh, so I'm looking at tight ends. Also, Vance McDonald, David Njoku, TJ Hawkinson, Austin Hooper. Uh, I'm trying to get Austin Hooper a little bit later. Spoiler alert. Uh, but I, I want to see Sterling Shepard, Geronimo Allison, Marvin Jones, K. Metcalf, Corey Davis, Nicole Hardman. Uh, by the way, I'm not looking at Nicole Hardman. All. Uh, I don't view him as like a Tyree Kill handcuff or anything like that. Um, running backs: Lashawn McCoy, Royce Freeman, Deontay Foreman, Austin Eckler, Jalen Samuels, Jarek McKinnon. Uh, I'm gonna go with. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just close your um, eyes. Close your eyes and pick one. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Jarek McKinnon. I like it. I like it. Um, all right, so I'm up here, and uh, since Joey sniped Cam Newton for me, which was gonna be my next pick, I'm gonna go with a guy. I think has just as much upside in Kyler Murray mm. taking that shot. And then right after Royce Freeman, Sterling Shepard, Vance McDonald, Shady, who I think is a horrible pick, uh, even in the ninth <laughs> round. Um, don't think he plays a full 16. Uh, but right after, I'm going to stop looking at QBs. And let's see. Let's see what's on the board here. So we got running backs. Oh, man, it's just sticking out to me here. Um, Froz, when you drafted Melvin Gordon, what did you say? You said their running game, their passing game runs through the running backs, right? That's right. There's another guy I can get here who's a really efficient pass catcher in L.A., and it's going to be Austin Eckler. That's a no-brainer for me right there in the ninth round. Value all day. I like that. Although I wouldn't take him there. Where would you have taken him? I think uh, in PPR he can definitely have some value. Mm -hmm. Uh, But do you think that he can get to the point where he can see Maybe twelve touches a game, Absolutely. something like, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. I, I think he has that upside. Okay. Uh, Deontay Foreman's on the board. Jalen Samuel, Edo Smith, Carlos Hyde. Uh, none of these guys intrigue me too much. Like I love Damian Harris, but I think in the ninth round you're really, really shooting for the upside that you know he's going to be the guy there. So I'm going to keep that in mind, but I'm not going to go in that direction. 
as of right now. So I'm going to go with a guy who I think has value right off the bat, and that's Marvin Jones. Interesting. Damn, that's what that I was, was awesome. taking. That was awesome. I didn't even see him oh. on the board. Ooh, All right. I like that. Reverse snipe. <laughs> I didn't see it. Sniped <laughs> behind you. <laughs> All right. All right. So Joey's on the board. I'm on the clock now. Um, I mean, I could take a fifth wide receiver at this point, but um, there are some names that interest me, like Marquez Valdez-Scantling, maybe, Cortland Sutton I like, but uh, those are more guys I want to try to target later. So, I mean, I could go for David Njoku, who I'm really debating right here, because I know if I wait on Njoku, it's going to be a mix of Delaney Walker, Greg Olson, Austin Hooper, blah, blah, blah. So, I, I think I am going to... Wait, hold on. Tell me, did you just put Austin Hooper and blah, blah, blah in the same category? Yes, I did. Damn, dude. Well, you do know Austin Hooper has that ankle injury, right? Like, he didn't participate at all. Yeah. I, well, I'm, I'm assuming he's going to be healthy going into the year. I think he's supposed to be ready for training camp. So, right. I'm, I'm assuming that everything will be all good. Okay. okay with so, Austin Hooper. Makes see. sense. So, right yeah, so, after... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'll, I'll sum up that last part. So after I picked Njoku, uh, we got Corey Davis right off the board. <laughs> your your boy, CPU was like, I'll take it. Yeah, <laughs> he sniped Lamar Miller from you. Now he sniped Corey Davis from you. God, he's got it out for you, man. Yeah, he, took Evan, he even took Evan Ingram right before. Oh, his... that's yeah. right. That's right. He's been mm-hmm. a little bit, but uh, so Corey Davis off the board. Geronimo Allison, McCall Hardman. Dante Foreman, Golden Tate, Jalen Samuels, DK Metcalf, D.D. Westbrook, J- uh, Jared Goff, Kiki Kuti, Marquez Valdez-Scantley, Ito Smith, Cortland Sutton, Carlos Hyde. A lot of guys I was considering. <laughs> you, know, you know what's kind of fucked up? I'm looking at the guy next to you, and I'm going up his board, and his team is just better than yours. Like, I, I, I'm just looking at, I'm looking at each of those picks. I'm like, oh, I would have took him over him. I would have took him over him, and I would have took him over him. So he either sniped you or got a better player after you. So anyway, anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. I had to say it. It's all right. Everybody has a preference. It's all right. How you um, Joey? So... Right now, I'm lo- I was looking at maybe getting someone like Dante Foreman here, but uh, he didn't really fall to me, so that's fine. Um, I want to go to the- with the value here. I-, I like Curtis Samuel here, and not just because I-, I think it's like a stack with him and Cam, but more so because I don't think he was too, too far behind DJ Moore last year, and I think he's being slept on by a lot of people, especially if Cam, like with his shoulder issue, if a long you know, chucking the deep to DJ Moore is going to be an issue. You have Samuels in the slot. You have Chris McCaffrey out of the backfield. You have Greg Olson in the sidelines. It's like, I, I just don't, I don't see Curtis Samuel being that far behind DJ Moore because he really wasn't like last. And, and I know and DJ Moore was a rookie, but. And, and I, I think you hit it. Like for me, I think that's part of the reason why I view DJ Moore a little bit overvalued uh, in the fifth round. Compared to someone like Carter Samuel, who can get five rounds later, even though he might be inferior, I just don't like you said the difference might not be as as much as five rounds. So that's the difference right there. Where like I think DJ Moore could be a top ten wide receiver in the league, and I feel like wow. you know by this time next year we could be thinking of him in like the third round. Um, I'm pretty high on his talent. I just feel like he's a better Golden Tate, just because he's less reliant on his quarterback play. So even if Cam's shoulder is like still bum. I think DJ Moore can still get it done catching those passes like two yards down the field and then making 
making something happen with him. But will he have the opportunity to do that with guys like Greg Olson, Christian McCaffrey, and Curtis Samuel? I'm not worried about Greg Olson. Um, I mean, his... even if you're not worried about Greg Olson, Christian McCaffrey had like what, like 90 receptions last year. And that's listen, that's going to go down just because there are more weapons on this offense now. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like, you know, obviously North Turner does have that traditional workhorse back. But um, I think DJ Moore coming on strong in his second year, showing and flashing what he did the first year, I think that only makes the case for him to demand more targets in this offense. So, I mean, again, if, if we get a full season out of Cam, I think DJ Moore could be something really special. I think he fits that system really well. Um, and I think I have CMC and DJ Moore. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy about that. Uh, yeah, I, I would love to be happy. I'd love to be happy, you know, having two guys catching balls from Cam Newton after a shoulder surgery. Me too. Uh, that, that, so, see, 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 the great part about it is they're catching balls like two yards down the field, if that. Right. So. PPR. This is a PPR. Exactly. So, exactly. No, but honestly, like, what I totally agree with you. Like, from a talent perspective, it's not close between DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel. DJ Moore, really good route runner, really good separator. He's really good. It's just that in this particular offense, the way that it went down last year, I just think that the targets might be a little bit too spread out. Now, DJ Moore has the capability of being that legit elite wide receiver one in this league. Uh, but does he? is it this year that he takes a leap with kind of creating that distri- right. like separation in target distribution? Right. That's, right. that's, kind, of what, that's kind of what I want to see. Yep, I totally get that. And, you know, I, I think I want to get on the train before it leaves the station. And that's why right. I'm, I'm pretty I high on DJ Moore. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you got to bet on the talent, uh, especially if there's some opportunity for a leap to be there. And I think you're right. In this case, there is an opportunity for for a leap. Right. And that one elite wide receiver to get that separation. No pun intended. Yep. (laughs) Cool. All right. You're up. After that brilliant Marvin Jones pick. Wait, can I can I try to preemptively select who you're going to (laughs) pick? Sure. So I think you're going to go Damian Harris here and then on the turn. And if he's available, you're going to try to go for Paris Campbell. Okay, so you thought I was going to go Damian Harris and Paris Campbell. Uh, yeah, that sounds good. That sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> uh, sounds like so, yeah, so I think Damian Harrison – I'm sorry, Damian – that's a Jets fan coming out of me. Uh, Damian Harris uh, is definitely intriguing here. Uh, I'd rather try to get him in the 11th if he comes around. Draft room might try to snipe me. Uh, but I'm looking at Deshaun Jackson also. Five seconds. But I'm also, I'm also looking at Paris Campbell. I'm gonna go with my guy, Paris Campbell. I'm Over so Daniel happy. I'm I'm so happy you didn't take Djax because Djax is one of those guys that nobody's really looking at, man. But I feel like he has monster upside. I mean, being targeted by a more accurate quarterback now, Carson Wentz, seventy yes. percent completion 100%. rate. You know, like I think 100%. I think I think Djax provides monster upside in this offense. So I'm glad you didn't take him. I, I agree with you, man. And like for me, like if I needed some upside, that would be the pick. You know what I mean? Because he will he will win any week. Um, he still has it, and he's a great pick. I thought that picking Paris Campbell is more like a you know a PPR safe floor type of potential, so that that's kind of the reason why I went in that direction. Yep, totally makes sense. Um, all right, so I'm on the board. I don't really like these tight ends on the board right now. Let's look for my second quarterback. Um, do I want someone here at the 11th round? Not really. So I'm just gonna load up on depth here, and of course, again, it is PPR. I'm gonna go with a guy that got targeted the seventh most amongst running backs last year in a powerful offense, Naheem Hines. I just posted about him today too. Nice, perfect. When you, when you can post about a guy and then draft them in a mock draft later that night, <laughs> that's what I live nothing, for. Man. It's nothing better. <laughs> that's what you live for. Um, uh, so Adrian Peterson is intriguing here. Uh, you know, as, as a depth running back. 
because it's possible that he actually is the one A this year if Darius Geis can't make a you know real recovery, uh, you know starting week one. So he's a guy I'm looking at here uh, just for depth uh, at wide receiver. Uh, James Washington and Dante Moncrief uh, would probably be some two guys I'm looking at here, and basically this pick would be the pick or of you know like whoever is the wide receiver too. Like we'll find out who that guy is going to be during training camp, during preseason. So this is that placeholder pick. So I'm going to go with Dante Moncrief because I think that, I like that he might not be the better talent over James Washington, but he might be the wide receiver too that is more of a pro uh, and, and a guy that Ben Roethlisberger might trust and kind of like just get those targets. He's more developed. You know, he doesn't need to get acclimated in a system. He knows He knows the system. Exactly. All right. So I'm on the clock here. I've been looking through all these running backs because I really need to add more running backs to my depleted running back field. Um, they're giving me great options, too. I mean, JHI is here and <laughs> <laughs> Rob Kelly. So he'll be great um, if he signs, you know? Yeah, maybe. But that's definitely not my hope of this mock draft. So I think the guy I'm going to go with. Just because I know I'm, I want to get a running back here. It might seem a little early, but at this point in your draft, there's not really too much left. I'm going to take Kalen Balaj just because, I mean, I do like Kenyon Drake, and I think Drake can be the lead back in that, in that backfield. But I think Balaj can also be a guy who takes away early down work. He's capable in the passing game. He's fit to be a three-down back if something happened to Drake or if he were to outperform him in camp especially with a new total offensive regime and a whole new Dolphins team in general. So um, it, we have to see who fits better in Chad O'Shea's offense. Obviously, Drake's the front runner, and he's going to be the lead back heading into camp and everything like that. But uh, I don't I don't know. There, there's just something I like about Balazs, especially this late, where it's just more of an upside pick for me. Yeah, I like that. Um, so after that, you want to explain what happened? Yeah, so... Big Ben, TJ Hawkinson. Is it Hawkinson or Hawkinson? Hawkinson. Hawkinson? I know there's an H, so it may sound like a dumb question, but sometimes it's silent. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no, we actually, we actually thought that you didn't see the H. <laughs> Hawkinson. Uh, like Adrian Peterson, Tom Brady, Emmanuel Sanders, Austin Ooper, because we don't pronounce H's. <laughs> Rob Spouski, Tyrell Williams, James Washington, J.J. Hey, there he is. <laughs> wait, wait someone player. actually picked him? Oh, my God. The CPU someone picked J.J. Yeah. Hey, nice. man. Don't shit on the CPU. They know what they're doing. No, they don't. Peyton Barber, also watch, not a watch him sign with Kansas City and just, like, be the workhorse. <laughs> <laughs> Get him in the 12th round. Yeah, he's got Emmanuel Sanders and J.J. as his last two picks, so he's betting on something. I don't know. But uh, Peyton Barber, Alexander Madison, I'm actually back on the clock now, which I... Somehow forgot I was going to be back in the clock. <laughs> so uh, I've got four wide receivers already, but I mean I feel like at this point it's only you know, there's nothing really left for running backs that I'm looking for. Um, now I'm I know we're going on the quick case of uh, picking guys who we made posts on, and recently made a post about Andy Isabella and how even though he's a rookie with the Cardinals running. A ton of four wide receiver sets. He has a ton of opportunity to be on the field with a high-powered offense. And a recent report shows he's a favorite to be the third wide receiver in that field in that starting lineup. So uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna go for Andy the, Isabella here for the upside. So I'm gonna pause it really quick, and I'm gonna I'm just gonna demonstrate how Joey's taking all my scraps, right? So I took DJ Moore. He's got Curtis Samuel. I took <laughs> I love Kenny and Drake. He took Caitlin Balage. I took Christian Kirk. He took Andy Isabella. <laughs> he's just like hoping. He's like, please, please, just hoping. please, please get hurt. <laughs> No, but those are all great picks, man, because, like, all those guys could become starters by the end of the season. I mean, Andy Isabel is going to be, you know, in- involved in those three wide sets, and I think he can be a pretty dominant outside and slot receiver. So uh, I think he offers that vers- versatility. Yeah, no, there's definitely lots of, like, in- about Andy Isabel. More so the offense, you know right. what I mean? Yep. So. That's, that's really nice of you to say it to the team who's basically the handcuff to yours. That's, that's, that's pretty nice <laughs> well it, it'll be interesting to see like if as a, Isabella is one of those inside slot wide receivers I mean I think the edge probably goes to Larry you know and and yeah um, and Christian Kirk but at the same time they might want Larry to play outside and have Isabella have an easier role as one of the slot guys right very um, true but yeah I'm on the clock here uh can you pause it for me dude I can't yep. I wasn't looking at this at all uh all right. just as hey, Darwin we all Thompson, get rushed. 30 right. seconds. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to resume it. Go ahead, resume it, resume it. All right. Uh, oh, you, you can reset it. Oh, yeah, it resets. It resets every time I pause it. Oof. I take a little breath now. Uh, <laughs> I, I, there's basically nothing but upside, right, at this point. So that's kind of what I'm, I'm aiming for here. I, at tight end, like I said, I, I like Austin Hooper. He's gone. You know, Delaney Walker, uh, I think he can actually make a comeback and be just fine. Uh yeah, I think so. Even at his age, we've seen older tight ends still kind of do their thing. Uh, I might wait just because I can get a guy like Chris Herndon, uh, but you guys might snipe me there can too. E- even though he, <laughs> that's true, he might he might be a guy you know who you get like super late or even on waivers. Um, so at quarterback, bunch of guys I like. I'm gonna go with the quarterback that I like a lot. Don't do it. Late. That's Josh Fuck. Allen. <laughs> is that who you want wait were you gonna take josh allen right now you, you yeah that was, already i know i know that was my second pick that was my second That's quarterback good. yeah <laughs> all right all right you snipe me it's all good um so yeah. instead of taking quarterback now i mean i could look at kirk cousins because the guy just automatically passes for 4k yards he has two phenomenal wide receivers i think it's given that he's gonna put up numbers no matter what um but i'm looking at my wide receivers and i kind of want to take a fifth wide receiver here I'm going to go for pure upside over here as well, and I'm going to dig Robert really Foster? deep. No, no. Uh, I've cooled a little bit on Robert Foster. I'm going to go with... Z- uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the other... <laughs> Pivot. I'm actually not going to go with a wide receiver. I'm actually going to go with... Fuck, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? You know what? You know what? You know what? This is what I'm going to do. I'm going with my tight end, Mark Andrews. That's your guy. Ooh. My guy. And I'm back on the clock, which resets because I totally had no idea what I was going to do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I just went with a guy that I knew I was going to take. Uh, let's see here. Uh, running back. Ryquell Armstead's pretty interesting. If Leonard Fournette goes down. Malcolm Brown is still there. Really interesting as a handcuff to Gurley. Um, Brita. Darwin Thompson. Justice Hill even, man. I think Justice Hill provides really good upside in that offense. But... I think we forget about Kenny Stills. With Ryan Fitzpatrick there, I mean, Kenny Stills, really deep. I mean, all those guys are speedy, but Kenny Stills showed what he can do, you know? I like that. Well, I want to get back to that Kenny Stills pick after me and Faraz make our picks real quick. Yep. Yep. Faraz is on the clock. 
Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, I'm looking at the board here, trying to figure out like if there's anybody worth taking. That's um, what I. That's, I was struggling with that. Right. Exactly. Like I'd rather just leave the draft right now. <laughs> Not into it. But this, this is, is my, my last. This is my last pick. Right. So I'm scrolling down like crazy. Sorry about that. I'm scrolling down like crazy. Um, and I found Bruce Anderson, like you mentioned him earlier. And, like, he's not – he might not be worthy of a 13th round pick, but I guess I'm making this pick just to kind of illuminate the point that you kind of want to draft for upside uh, mm-hmm. at this spot. And if I think that a running back can take over a uh, potential three-down role by the start of, you know, preseason, uh, you know, I'm going to draft them and see what Sounds happens. It did – I thought it was going to auto-pick for you. <laughs> you, no, you, you explained that whole thing, and you would have ended up with, like, fucking, like, Sam Bradford or something like that. <laughs> Sam Bradford. I just want to illuminate the point. you got to go for the upside, just in case he's not hurt, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so last pick of the mock draft. Um, there's a couple wide receivers are like, but I already have five, so I'm not even going to bother going that route running back malcolm brown is someone i'm considering i don't have todd Gurley, but i mean with his knee issue it's not a bad idea to get the handcuff to Gurley. um i'm gonna grab chris urgent because i i do think he is really really good upside uh it's the last round so i'll just take my second tight end i, I usually like taking two tight ends not a lot of people do but yeah well i oh, actually God. took i actually took zero tight ends I have no time. Um, Bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. And, and that's okay. Like, you know, I was looking at Chris Herndon. Like, you, you took Chris Herndon right after me. But he might not be on the field week one. He could be suspended for two games. because He is suspended uh, for two games, I think. He is suspended for two games, right? So, yep. w- w- because of that, like, I'm not going to draft my first tight end who is not going to even play week one. Yeah. I'd rather just, like, draft somebody who's actually going to play week one, right? And so you know that's that's a big reason why I like taking him as my tight end, too. And the, the two-game suspension actually helps that because a lot of people aren't even considering him anymore. I mean, a lot of people yeah. are appreciating on him because he's, first of all, the Jets tight end, and second of all, he has a two-game suspension. So why would you even want him? So now I can take him as my tight end, too, in the rounds 14, 15, you know, even later than that. I'm just taking him now to... You know, show that. Exactly. Good. So I'm just so. showing you guys really quickly. I statted out the Jets right here and just a little sneak peek at like what I'm doing behind the scenes here as well. Um, if you look at Chris Herndon right here, if you look at this, this is what I have him statted out for about a 12% market share, 62 targets, 39 receptions, 476, and three touchdowns. So putting up 85.2, that's that's what I have him statted out for. Okay. I, I don't get the hype around him just because I feel like there's a lot of volume to go around. Like if you look at Le'Veon Bell over here, for example, uh, 15 and a half market share. Like, I feel like that's warranted, right? Like 79 targets. Yes. You think, you think he's going to get that much? I think that's valid. Yeah, I, I think, I think it is too. Yeah. Right. And then a 44% I, rushing share with 200 rushing. I, I think, I think 79 targets is probably on the low end. For, yep. for it's conservative, but it's also more targets than, uh, Adam Gates has ever given any of his running backs before. At the most right. it's been 74. Right. So it's probably his best, his best receiving running back. Yep. Right. That he's yep. had. Yeah, uh, I would argue Kenny and Drake is a little bit better in space than Le'Veon Bell, but as far as like being used in the slot or being split onto the slot, Le'Veon Bell definitely has uh, wide receiver abilities. So sure, I love the name of this document: Master Projections. <laughs> I have a little baby <laughs> projections too. <laughs> there you go. Hey, uh, no, that, no, that's yeah. I, I I see like a potential. We we just saw rapport between him and Sam last year, so I, I think there is potential to get, you know, a little bit higher, a little bit higher of a target share there. And I think you know, I think th- there's a chance that it could be c- condensed, 
right? And that's kind of what you want, right? Like you don't want your target share to be too distributed throughout throughout the whole team. But you know, we've seen that top like three guys can potentially get eighty plus targets in an offense. So yep. if Le'Veon Bell, Robbie Anderson uh, get theirs, I think there is still room for a third option. Can I talk um, about Can I talk about one guy that a lot of people are glossing over? Wait, can I, let me just add something on Chris Erndon real quick. Yeah, yeah, do it. Up. Um, there's not a lot of players I like to do this with, and I feel like it's uh, something similar to what you were saying with DJ Moore is to where I really kind of go more towards just uh, like what, oh, a talent. Right. Like, I really believe Chris Erndon can be a really good tight end. If he had the opportunity, I think he could be a top five kind of guy because he has the talent. And I, with the Jets offense, yes, there's a lot of questions about what his target share will be like. But, I mean, he's he's in the second year. He's in a starting role. They kind of shipped off all their other possible starters. Like, uh, who they have? Like, Neil Sterling, they got went away. Jordan Leggett went away. Oh, he, he's, he, he's their clear guy. Trevon yeah, Wesco, he's the, the rookie that they drafted. Yeah, he, yeah, I mean, he's more of a fullback, right? I mean, he's they're they want to use him as a fullback too. Did they? Did did, did that report come out? I didn't see that. I mean, I think, from yeah, what I've seen, well, he's he's classified as a fullback slash tight end. So I don't know if okay. they like, especially in the depth chart that I've seen, they they have him classified as a fullback. Right. I know he was drafted as a tight end, but um, but Trayvon Wesco, even so, he's a rookie. So for him to get involved in the offense that right. early, I don't think would really happen, especially this year. Yeah. And, yep. and, and we had a lot of tight ends come off the board, too. Like a lot of teams picked one, two, three, four, five, six teams picked two tight ends. So depending on your league, you know, you might not have six teams. You might have like maybe two or three, four teams draft two tight ends. So some, a guy like Chris Herndon can likely be on the waiver wire after week two. Yep. Yep. So I wanted to talk about one guy that's like get, kind of getting glossed over is Jameson Crowder, because if you look back to the last couple of years, Jarvis Landry led the team in receptions uh, the first two years. And then last year it was Danny Amendola who led the team in receptions uh, or targets, I should say. And I think Jameson Crowder is, a, is still a really good slot receiver. It's just health that's been uh, the issue. Uh, and that, that's why, if you look, I have him slotted for 15, 15.5% market share, which is, I think, it's it's very doable, uh, especially with Quincy Anunwa being so ineffective. I mean, the 58% catch rate I have here for him, it would be his highest of his career. Um, so I think James and Crowder pre- presents a really good, efficient option in the slot. And I think, you know, that's, that's a guy that you can target late. And you know what? I think the thing about Crowder is, first of all, like what you're saying about Hurden, it's the Jets offense. But I've been hearing good things. I mean, I'm, I've been hearing reports about how Jameis Crowder can have a really big role in this offense. Yeah. And what you're saying about Adam Gase and, um, you know, being in Miami, what he did with his slot receivers and what Jameis Crowder can be if he is healthy. So I do – it's not a pretty pick. I mean, nobody's going to – like, it's definitely not. <laughs> Nobody's going to be like, it's one, I can't it's one wait those, to draft him. Right. But, it's one of those picks you take and you're like, damn, I can't believe I just drafted him. Like, yeah. He, he, he's a guy you kind of wait and see to see what happens week one. Yeah. You know, and like potentially pick up off the waiver wire if you want a four to five reception guy, you know, like with a little bit of a floor. Right. Exactly. It's kind of, it's kind of how I look at him. But he his issue was always injuries, right? Like he showed his potential um, with, with Kirk Cousins in that offense, like. Yep. He he could have been their guy. He could have been their number one target, but he missed just he just missed too many games. Could never get into a rhythm his entire career. I so agree. you know it's really a, a matter of him staying healthy. Now is this may sound kind of not this may sound like an odd question, but 
is there a chance he has a better chance to stay healthy not in Washington? I mean, I, oh, I'm just totally on board so. with the, I would say so. With the fact that their training staff or their medical staff or whatever it is, it just seems like that whole team is injured all the time. And the guys who there cannot stay healthy. So is it weird to account for the fact that Crowder has a better chance staying healthy in New York? It's not. Like, I, I just went to Washington, D.C., a couple days ago, and I came back, and, and now I have a sore hamstring. Yeah, so <laughs> so I don't know what is going on over there, but it's just <laughs> that that completely I, called me off guard. That was perfect. That was awesome. <laughs> and I'm not joking. My hamstring is sore, uh, and it didn't even work out. So, uh, but yeah, no, I, I I think you're absolutely right. Like everybody gets hurt. Offensive line, running backs, quarterbacks, like everybody, and their mom. Like, right, right. I mean, she's watching the game. It's crazy. Bad. It's cra- <laughs> don't watch it. Is that Washington? Turn that TV off right now. I mean, <laughs> you think about Alex Smith, who I mean, freak play, but I mean, coincidence, sure. But then Colt McCoy having those extra surgeries, having that and infection. The, Same thing with Darius enjoy- Geis. Yeah, Darius Geis had the infection too. It's like, I, I don't know. It, it's got to be something with the medical staff. And that's something that. I mean, there's been a lot of questions about that front office in this last year. And Snyder definitely needs to sell the team or or do something with it. But anyways, guys, that was that was fun. Uh, We're going to be posting this mock draft result on our Instagram, Twitter and all that. So Can can I just pose one question before we go? Yeah. If you could have one more pick in this draft, who would you take? Oof. Um, like, let's say no matter the guys in front of you, like if because uh, I would be up next, just if you could pick any one guy, uh, some guys like Malcolm Brown was on the board. I mean, um, the only guy that I was looking at, like at wide receiver. Oh, actually, no, forget it. Devin Fraz, Fox, your answer should be a tight end. <laughs> oh, yeah, no matter I, what, like yeah. <laughs> I don't give a shit about tight ends if you haven't noticed. Like, if I can't get Travis Kelsey first, I'm like, all right, fuck it. <laughs> I'm punching the whole, I'm, I'm the whole, whole draft. Yeah, yeah pretty um, much. I think, uh, I mean, any position, it would be Kirk Cousins, just because he was still there on the, at the 13th round. And I like the upside. I think he's going to be serviceable. Um, but as far as, like, running back or wide receiver, to be quite honest with you, I'm not really, like, I wasn't really seeing anyone that kind of stuck out to me. Um, I would have to look at the big board again to, to kind mm-hmm. of give you a better answer. I don't have it in front of me anymore, but and I say uh, that only because there was one guy I was really looking at, who's that? Uh, Albert Wilson, and now he's yep. coming off an injury. But the biggest thing, I mean, let's say Fitzpatrick starts the season, I think that's just a great like that. That's a great connection between Albert Wilson, who's very very fast, and he showed before he got hurt that he can be the team's wide receiver one. I, I think that he's being terribly undervalued. Um, I, I know what you're saying about Kenny Stills. He's been consistent, but he feel, I feel like Kenny Stills has always had that same role. I feel like I Kenny Stills is very like Robbie Anderson-like, where you have monster upside, uh, uh-huh. but the only thing that's been preventing him from really breaking out is injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're both really quick. I mean, that whole offense is really quick. They all run like 4-3-3s, yeah. 4-3-2s. I mean, Jakeem Grant Jakeem and Grant. Albert Wilson, before they both got hurt, were tearing it up on the outside. Yep. And if you throw a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick in there starting, and I mean, yep. it, it can only get better from there. So Exactly. I'm glad you recognize that upside with Ryan Fitzpatrick, where if he does have those mantra games to come out, this offense could eat for sure. So yeah. there are a couple running backs like late, you know, like – uh, Chase Evans is like an elite handcuff, right? Because yep. he would take over three downs in that offense if yeah. David Johnson were to, were to go down. Um, 
And there might be a couple. You know, there, there aren't too many three-down handcuffs. I, I'm not sure if Malcolm Brown got got drafted or not. Oh, did he get drafted? No, he didn't. He didn't. Yeah. But so if if he was on the board, like I was considering him with my last pick as well, I would get all three Rams running backs. You know, because I don't. I'm not sure who will have mo- more value, <laughs> Malcolm Brown or Henderson. If what about what about Darwin Thompson? What do you guys think about him? <clears throat> yeah, I, mean, I, I think he's a very intriguing intriguing prospect. But the thing is, like. I think um, Damian Williams would have to kind of fail in right. his role, right? Uh, and I'm not sure if he can. Like, it's really hard for a running back <laughs> who can, ca- who can like catch balls like he can. To well, play. look at Spencer Ware, right? Like Spencer Ware got pulled for Damian Williams because I mean he could catch balls and he was a between the tackles runner too, but he got pulled. Um, well, I he, think he got pulled because of injuries. No, 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 no. This is last year he didn't get pulled because of injuries. He got pulled because he wasn't playing well. He well, got hurt in the Baltimore he, game, didn't he? He had two injuries, two years of injuries. Come, in right, the ACL yeah. tear. Did he get injured still, last year? Though? Did he get injured? I don't I'm know. Sure. He, was coming back from, he was coming back from an injury. Yeah, he came back um, from the injury. But, you know, that was two years of injuries, though, before this year. So, like, right. him coming back, there's no way that we can say that he was the same player. Um, right. You know, I didn't see anything on the field that showed me that he was the same player. You know what I mean? So, like, um, I think a younger, a younger guy – um, coming in, and even though I'm not the biggest fan of Damian Williams, I think he he's he can serve this offense really well. And I think yeah. another thing just to add on that is, like but, for oh, us sorry. saying, you would have to lose the job, and without injury, I don't know if you can really do that, just because how efficient this offense is, no matter who you plug in. Right. You know, it would have to be. Hyde. Yeah, yeah, Carlos yeah. Hyde. That, actually, too, so <laughs> I don't know why I didn't think of him. Wait, is he? I thought he got drafted. Did he? Uh, I thought Carlos. Yeah, Hyde the guy to the, my right who. Oh yeah, yeah right there. Tenth yeah. round. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. But Spencer Ware is really intriguing still with Marlon Mack. Uh, you know, being injury riddled for his first two seasons. Um, I think Spencer Ware could provide three down work or three down volume if if uh, Marlon Mack goes down. I don't. I don't know about that. Only because like, you're talking about Naheem Hines. I think Naheem Hines would see like like what we saw when. Um, when Marlon Mack was hurt last year, we saw Naheem Hines have a bigger role. Jordan Wilkins as well. Yeah. Jordan Wilkins had like 5.6 yards per carry. Right. So, I mean, but also, like, listen, that, that, that stat line is very deceiving. Like, I get yeah, you know, 5.6. He only had 60 But, like, you watched him. You, yeah. yeah, you watched him play. He wasn't exciting by any stretch mm-hmm. of the imagination. Like, he was whatever. He, 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 like, he had those big chunk plays, and that's about it. As that, someone who was trying to kind of looking for him to have a decent year and like do something even watching the games i wasn't really impressed with what he was doing so yeah yeah his running style isn't isn't something to write home more so just the offensive line you can just plug and play whatever running there it's funny because like when i look at him i actually really liked him a lot really uh yeah i did i did i liked his running style like he wasn't going it it was either like he was going for a big play or he was going for five five yards right 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 right? and that's kind of what he was going for like he would kind of like stumble and bubble like when he gets like five yards and like go down uh but you know he would would find some holes here and there but early in the year he definitely struggled i think he picked it up as the season went along he he got a lot of hype because he's three down capable yeah um so you know he's he's uh, he he was called like the the poor man's matt forte and matt forte was kind of the same way Right, like basically, like he was a guy who wasn't flashy, but he can kind of do everything good. Yep. In a way, right. Yep. So if he improves this year, if Marlon Mack were to go down, um, Jordan Wilkins is somebody that I'll be very, very intrigued with. Oh, shows asking where we drafted Tyreek Hill. Uh, Faraz took him in the third round. Yeah, third round. 
Bold. Um, and and, so, and uh, I think you have to say that he took Todd Gurley right before that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So those first three rounds, I was going for major upside, right? I was going for the upside of these guys being their elite selves or close to elite. Like Todd Gurley getting 17, 18 touches per game potentially uh, is what I was aiming for there as my RB2. Uh, and then I was able to go in and run and grab four wide receivers right after that uh, with Tyreek, Brandon Cooks, Tyler Boyd, and Robbie Anderson. So even if Tyreek were to be out four games, six games, I still have Cooks, Boyd, and Anderson, which I'm pretty happy about as my wide receiver one through three. Yep. Um, and then I have depth of Marvin Jones and Paris Campbell. So I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about that situation. Nice. Cool, guys. Yeah. This was this was a lot of fun. We got to do this more often. Um, you know, season's coming up. I think uh, we'll start doing a lot more mocks, maybe a weekly thing, make it make this a weekly thing, get some followers in here, get some listeners in here. But uh, as always, it was a pleasure, gentlemen. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, for sure. Right, I mean, that. and for for anyone on Instagram who missed that, the four people that are still here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, listeners. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean. If you guys like this, stay tuned. We'll try. We'll try to get some people in here next week. Um, but you know what? I want to start doing. I want to switch up and do like really weird mock drafts. Like it's cool to do some helpful ones, but at this point during the year, what is it like? Just started July, so I think we could do like like I was saying before. Like let's do three tight ends or like three two QBs. Like let's just switch it up and see like. How challenge ourselves to do? Let's something. do a tight ends yeah. only mock draft. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Chris Herndon will be number one pick. Um, <laughs> we should do definitely do a two QB because that would be helpful and different yep. for us, right? Exactly. So we, we should probably well, start with we that. We can at take least. advantage of that now while it's not too yeah. quick the draft right. season. Could, but as you know, as we, August, you can switch it up. We could yep. we could even do like a, a bonus tight end league where they get like one and a half points per reception. Maybe like you know increase their value a little bit. Tight end premiums, and then like also, yep. uh, we can do like the the big plays of forty yards or more. Get like five points or something like that. You know, Either of you guys think of scoring IDPs? formats. IDPs. That that's my listener league. It's gonna have one IDP slot. Oh yeah, yeah. Nice. For us, have nice. you done IDPs? I do, I've done a couple IDP leagues. Uh, not IDP in, not in my normal leagues. So IDP is IDP. really. IDP is great, especially for like players that like play fantasy and don't really watch football, because it actually helps you like learn about the defenses and learn more about the actual game itself where you have to understand like what defenses are doing. So I think IDP is a really good introduction for someone that's looking to learn more about like the defensive players or, or just football in general. Right. That's a good point. Yeah. Oh, someone's asking why we're so low on Ito Smith. Because Quadri Olson. So draft from podcast. That he <laughs> because Quadri Olson, <laughs> who is the rookie they drafted. He really likes him. Uh, but I, I, I think part of that question though was, is he, he, you know, isn't he taking over the Coleman role? And I think it's very important to note that that Coleman role was only relevant when Cal Shanahan was the offensive coordinator. So you have Devontae Freeman as the 1A, Tevin Coleman as the 1B. Well, it was really 1 and 2, but that 2 had a lot of value because they were able to, he was able to remain efficient in that system. Now that he's gone, we haven't seen the same type of, you know, uh, volume and the same type of uh, production coming out of that backfield. So the two might not have as much uh, of a fantasy, you know, impact yep. as you might think. Yep. And as the coaching changes happen, like I know your listeners can't hear me, but like as the coaching <laughs> changes happen, um, 
like you mentioned, I think you hit the nail on the head where it was a 1A, 1B, where Tevin Coleman was still seeing like 13, 14 touches a game and being really effective, where Ido Smith doesn't have that capability uh, to be the pass catcher. We saw him be really inefficient between the tackles, and I don't think he, he offers any more upside than what he showed last year. Listen, last year, if either of those running backs got 13 to 14 touches per game, you would be more happy than you were last year because they didn't even average Facts. 13 to 14 touches. Even the 1A didn't average 13 to 14 touches per right. game last year. Yeah. Uh, Sarkeesian just didn't know how to deploy them, and that offensive line was piss poor. So I they guess were, they, that... were, they, were, they were definitely bad. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, Any other I questions? Fun, yeah, man. All right, guys. All right. I appreciate it. Appreciate definitely. it. Thank you. Talk Thank to you. Thank you. Soon. Have a great night. All right.